Devil's Productions presents The Great Deep. Welcome to episode number 41 of The Great Deep. My name is Ryan Calder, your host for the show, and this podcast series runs parallel to the music of The Great Deep album. Well, today I have an interview with my very good friend, Roberta Hemero, who has played bass together with me for many, many years. I um, will share a story shortly about that. But this episode is entitled Mastering Your Craft. And I suppose for anyone who is looking to get better um, as a musician or looking for inspiration on um, improving ideas um, and thought processes, the idea here is that you can listen to to Berta and, and gain some of his knowledge and the experience that he's used over the years. I first met him many many years ago in a music store uh, in our local town that we've grown up in together I, I remember asking him have you heard of this guy Victor Wooten he can play Amazing Grace on the harmonics of a bass guitar and Berto said really you mean like and they picked up a bass guitar and he played it verbatim just like Victor and I was absolutely blown away he then proceeded to explain how it's possible to do that, all of which went completely over my head and still does. Um, and that experience really just showed me um, what a brilliant musician Roberto is. But I was even more blown away when a couple of months later I went to him and asked him if he would play music with me on my debut solo album. And he didn't even hesitate he just said yes and that was many years before either of us were married before the days of kids and um, so we've walked a road which is over two decades long now together our families have grown up alongside each other and it's just a huge privilege for me to be able to uh, share this interview with you all today. We recorded it on Zoom in a gap that we could find in the middle of the day. And so you'll probably hear like the odd glitchy computer thing, but for the most part it is sounds great and you can follow the conversation quite easily. And so without much further ado, uh, let's get to that interview with Roberto Hemro. So here's here's my brother from another mother, Roberto Himero, joining joining me on the Great Deep Podcast. Roberto, welcome. Thanks for your time, man. An absolute pleasure. We are talking today about mastering your craft. So maybe for those who don't know you, um, you can just tell us how long have you been. But I, I, I know you play everything. But tell us how long you've been playing for, because you're mostly known, I think, as a bassist, bass guitarist. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I've been playing for about, I think, 25 to 28 years. 
Uh, yes, that's right. I am older than what I look. I know, I know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I've been playing for a long time. And uh, it's been really amazing, amazing journey. And I would have never thought I'd be playing bass, actually, because I actually wanted to play drums. But um, that position was taken up by a really much better drummer. And so I was stuck playing bass in a church band. And um, yeah, I've just been playing ever since. Wow. Yeah. For those who haven't seen you play, um, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think they would look at you and go, wow. How, how, how do you get that good? How do you, how, you know, where, where do you learn all those skills? We'll get into that in a minute. But I think I, what I would really like to know from you is like, where do you currently in your, in your stage of life and your stage of playing music now, where do you look to for inspiration? Well, I, I suppose it hasn't changed much um, in terms of, inspiration you know i mean like even when i started playing i was not interested in playing music and my my older brother was playing in the church band and um i was just interested in being with the bigger guys and so i had to listen and do what they were doing and so i started listening to their music and all the music that they were listening to was like jazz fusion at the time and it was unbeknownst to me i was learning and all this information was coming into my head. And um, when I actually started playing the instrument, it was so much easier for me to, to, uh, to, to play because I was actually feeding myself uh, unknowingly, um, learning and training my ear and, and being attentive, tentative to what the musicians are doing. What does a drummer do? What does that sound like? What a percussionist is, a saxophonist? And, um, so I, I suppose I learned the other way around where I was listening first and then going towards the instrument, you know, and then also being stuck with an instrument that I wasn't interested in playing, you know, um, which worked out fine for me. But I suppose the, the, the inspiration had always come from, from somebody close, close to me, uh, from people I, 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 I hung around and then also listening to to certain artists that where the music resonated with me you know um it, it it music has a way of i mean let's 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 look at it in in many ways i mean when you listen to a song that's that 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 pulls you in and you that's how you get interested in a, in a specific artist you know so for me um you know it's 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 really a, a strange thing you know it's, I, I think because when I started listening to those bands, I mean, I would have never went into a, a, a store and buy those, that type of music, you know. So it was sort of like, you know, you, you have to listen to this because it's good, you know. And so I did listen to it. And I pretended to like it. And then I loved it. And I couldn't do without it after that. Um, so listening to those musicians and hearing what they do and how they interact with each other really was for me the insp the inspiration like you know like i started seeing um I, well not seeing like but like video or a live concert but by listening to these mu musicians you could 
actually feel that 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 anticipation of the next note and how they interact with each other. It was that musical language that we hear about, and it's actually happening right there, you know. And it's and what's amazing is that all the music I was listening to, um, uh, um, it was happening right in my room, in my space, and I could I could feel it. And for me, that's inspiring when music can can make you move and make you feel something. That's inspiration. You know, I don't look at a specific genre. I don't say, well, okay, you know, I'm only going to listen to pop or jazz or rock or whatever it might be for inspiration. I I'm, I'm, I listen to everything, whatever I can get my hands on, you know. And that was actually the advantage of listening to um, jazz fusion earlier on was it a, it's, it's a fusion of so many different styles of music. And musicians who come from different backgrounds, who are now bringing in and fusing their 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 uh, backgrounds and their cultures, and that to me was a real real inspiration. And I, and I know that I took it into my my music uh, throughout the years. You know, wherever I've played, or whoever I've played with, I've tried my best to stay true to their music, but at the same time bringing my own. Um, style or background into it as well. So yeah, I would also say that like playing with certain musicians inspires you to play uh, differently as well. You know, so I'm always open to playing with as many musicians as I can. You know, um, so and that's something I would tell young musicians now: play, play as much as you can, and with as many musicians as you can. Yeah. So that, that's a nice segue into the next question, which would be, what are the things that you look for in an artist that inspires you? Like, what, what would be the things that, like, stand out to you and you go, wow, that's, that's, that's a noticeable thing in that artist? Mm -hmm. and, and would you say across the genres there are similarities um, or are they different? Well, I think um, for me, over the years, what I've seen, uh, I would say that um, a creative musician, you know, somebody who is not obeying too much of the rules, you know, for me, that has always done something for me. It's always inspired me. It's always made me want more. Um, I, I, I look at... Um, I mean, I don't want to go for, too far back. I'd rather just talk about current guys. You know, for me, um, uh, uh, a guitarist named Corey Wong, who is just, for me, he's playing something that's so familiar. It's so familiar. I mean, we've heard it so many times being played. I've heard this. I've heard guitarists play that. But yet he's taken it and he's brought it and, and, and brought this fresh feel to it, you know, so um, there's so many other musicians and they do have a specific something. They do have a certain flair to them. They do have something to bring that's, that's different, you know. Um, but I would, I, would, I would still say, like, like Jacob Collier is one of them. He, he's right now, he's a young musician who's saying, well, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down any, any sort of barrier, you know, if, if there's a wall, no, I'll see, I'll go right through it, you know. If you tell me, no, it needs to be done this way, well, the music's not taking me there, you know. 
And I really like that about him. Victor Wooten is another one, one of my favorite bass players. And he also uh, says the same thing, you know. So what, you've been, you've been learning this for the past 100 years. Who's to say that you can't do it a new way, you know? Because in music, there are a lot of uh, traditionalists, you know, especially the jazz guys, you know. No, it's got to be done a certain way. Or even in orchestral music, no, it's got to be done, done in a specific way. And he says, well, oh, well, okay, you know, sure, that's you. But if you, look, if, you, if, you, if you look at the guy who invented the wheel, there were people who thought he was crazy, you know. Like, what, what are you going to do? You know, we've been riding these horses all along. Why would you want to bring a wheel, you know? And we are driving cars today because of people like that, you know. So things have to change. Even the way we do things, we can't, we can't always be living in these boundaries and these rules, you know. So for me, artists to do that, you know, and there's so many of them. And in fact, the more I look at them and I, and I, I, I look at all of these mu musicians who have been breaking that, that mold, uh, they have done so well in their career because they, they, they never stick to the rules, you know. Um, Peter Gabriel, Sting, you can go on and on with all these guys, you know. There's so many, there's too many to mention, you know. Um, however, saying that, there are, there are certain things it's, uh, where, for example, if you're uh, tied to a record label and they're expecting you to have a specific sound, you know, or what the audience is looking for kind of thing, you know. So there will be that type of, of thing until somebody breaks through and does it on their own. Then the record labels are now chasing that guy who broke through and say, oh, no, this is the sound that we want because that's, that's happening. And that's where you find, for me, um, the leaders. Those people, are, 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 for me, are the real, real heroes for me, you know, because they say, you know what, we're just going to, go out and do this and, and, and break every, every law, you know. And I, I can't say whether it will be across every genre, but I think in every genre in, uh, in music, there are, there are people like that because there's a new sound every, every time, you know. There's, a, there's a, um, a new way of doing things, you know. Uh, I mean, if we, even if we look at the way music has been recorded over the last couple of years, you know, um, it's changed. You can do it in your bedroom. Way back, well, not way back, like uh, 15, 20 years ago, not, that's not even that long ago, you know, you had to go um, to a professional recording studio and it cost you so much money. Um, but now you can, for the fraction of the price, you can have it in your own bedroom. You know, you can be doing pretty much the exact same thing to a certain extent, you know. So and experimenting and exploring and, and exactly, you know. But for me, that's the thing, you know, it, it's you've got to break that mold. You've got to, you've got to go through and, and, and do what you do, what you have to do, you know. Yeah. Follow the music. Yeah. Now, if you um, let's say you're, you're aspiring musician at whatever stage and like you want to reach a Corey Wong level or you want to reach uh, I mean, heaven forbid, we all become Jacob Colliers. Can you imagine how chaotic? Yeah. Oh be? my gosh. But, uh, but let, let's say you're aiming for that, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. is it all practice, practice, practice? Yes, Pre pretty much. Uh, a lot of your life needs to be spent practicing like a lot of it 
I think there are some people who will say, ah, you know, I, I go out and I look for inspiration. And, you know, um, I've also heard some artists say that, you know, spend more time with your friends and it'll help you with your writing. Maybe that's true for him, you know. Uh, however, if you only know three chords, you're only going to be able to write a song with three chords. It does not matter. You can get all the inspiration to write the best lyrics, but you'll only be doing it with three chords. So as a musician, it's different. I believe in being above the music. Now, when I say that, um, I'm meaning, simply meaning that you should know more than what you're currently playing. You know, you should have a better, under you should have a good, solid understanding um, of what you're playing, a good command of it. And the only place and you, the only way you're going to get there is by practicing, putting in the hours. But I would also like to say that I've done that. I, I would practice till two, sometimes three in the morning. I used to do this for years. However, with my age, I've stopped that uh, craziness. Uh, I have no choice. It's, I'm forced to like just stop, you know, like uh, one, 12, 12 o'clock, like, yeah, you know, pushing it now, you know. Um, but what I found is, is that if I don't have structure to my rehearsal time, my, my private practice time, if I don't have st a structure to it, it's pointless. So I can't just be practicing the same thing every single day. You know, I gotta have certain things in place. So for any musician who's out there who, who thinks, no, as long as I just practice these songs, you know, I'm just gonna get better. No, 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 you have to learn certain chords and you have to, there's a certain way of learning it. You have to practice your scales. You have to practice um, uh, your, 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 your ear training, for example, you know? So there's many, many um, uh, things that you actually have to do. So structured practice, I would say, yes, absolutely. You have to do that. Yeah. So um, would you say it's more important to like um, work smarter in that way? And, and I suppose for you, you've got the benefit of like um, being able to see, you know, now, now with a lot of experience, you can say, okay, well, work, let's work smarter, not just hard until two or three in the morning. Let's actually put some parameters in place like where where do you find that sort of stuff for a young for a young person or or any aspiring musician um, okay how do you how do you how do you work smarter like where do you where do you go to to like you know you don't know what you don't know um so right, 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 right. where do you so where, where do you get the information from yeah all right so look it, there's many ways uh you could actually go to to a to a teacher right um, you could uh, go on YouTube. Is on internet has a whole lot of things uh, available for you to 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 learn different scales, uh, how to apply it. I mean, it's it's absolutely what's amazing is the the kids these days are being literally spoon fed. You know, back in the day, we we did not have access to any of this information. We had to try and figure it out. You you go to the library, and then you will need to. It's even difficult. To, to, to understand the language, to understand what is being written down, you know. Um, so, you, so it actually forces you to go and actually uh, go to a teacher and, 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 and learn theory, you know, uh, all of which I need to do, you know. Uh, but I would, <laughs> I would say, you know, if you have that opportunity, please take advantage of it. Um, but for me, like if you have somebody 
who could guide you and help you and, 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 and teach you, um, I would definitely go that route. Um, I mean, the stuff that's available online is good. And there's a lot of it. But what do you choose? You have to have somebody to guide you along the way. You should, I mean, even if you're going to see the person once a month, um, get a mentor or, or a teacher, whichever way you want to look at it, you know, um, just so that there is some direction, you know, I've seen a lot of young kids who, are, who come and say, hey, look what I can play. And they show me this amazing lick or whatever, but they can't even hold the guitar properly. You know, the technique is all wrong. And I look at them and I say, okay, but you know, you're not doing this properly and you need to hold it like this. Ah, oh, but if I hold it like this, then I can't play this. And that's a bad take, bad habit that you just uh, that you have right now, and it's going to take it's going to be a, a lot longer for you to to unlearn this habit now, and it's going to hinder you from playing other stuff in the future. So I, I would go with that route. Get a teacher, just to, if, even if it's somebody like I'm saying, it doesn't have to be full time. It doesn't be somebody to guide you. But if you have somebody full time, it's even better. You know, I would go. That for me is the safest route to go with yeah. Uh, and that that obviously like gives you a very nuanced and um, individualized kind of you know trajectory as well. Absolutely. Let's say let's say someone's aspiring that what they really want to master the craft and they've got this dream, but they they look at they look at a musician that they want to be like and they go, "Yo, I'd really like to be like that, but I'm just not that talented." Um, mm -hmm. Like how? What, what percentage is talent for you and what percentage is hard work? Like, how would you differentiate? It's a very good question. Very, very good question. So let's look at the first part, right? So if you're looking at, uh, uh, at somebody who's obviously accomplished all of this, a master of the instrument, and you want to be just like them, I would say absolutely pursue that. I was against it at first. I'll be honest with you. I was against it because people start to say, are you sounding like that guy? Are you sounding like Abe Laborio? Are you sounding like Victor Wooten? you sounding like Marcus Miller? you sounding like Ryan Calder? you sounding like so-and-so and so-and-so. And, -so. and I say, pursue it. I used to hate being labeled. And until I realized that actually I need these different voices, I need them. And... I need to embrace that. That's what I want to do. That's what. That's the sound I want. And the more I, the more I practice all of these different people. Yes, people are going to say that about you, but it's helping me as a musician to become better. Um, and the more I do it, I actually do become more skillful and I do become better. So that can't be a bad thing, can it? It just really can't. Right. But you do find. Because of who you are, like the, the person that you are, your emotion is going to come out. The way you hold the instrument is going to come out. It will happen. It might not sound, it, uh, sound like it in the beginning. You will sound like somebody else in the beginning. But eventually you will get your own voice. You'll start saying your own words and you'll start developing your own uniqueness. You know? But it does start, I believe, firmly by imitating those people. You know, um, I, I, I absolutely say go for it. And, and I have no problems with that at all. You know, and I think Victor Wooten also said something about this. And it was really made so much sense to me, you know, um, because he talks about music being a language. 
and he said that uh, when you were a baby, you had no, you, you know, you could talk, but your parents would be talking to you in sort of this baby language. And then eventually they started using proper words and you started developing these words and you started repeating what they were saying until eventually you learned the language through them. And then you could create your own sentences. And where you are today is because of that. Uh, you've moved on from, from your baby language and you can now make full sentences. But you have to start there with imitating and watching and listening to every single thing that your musical parents might be saying. And I, I totally endorse that. Yeah. Mm, so good. But with, with regards to talent, with regards to talent, you know, I, I think it's a very tough one because there are some people who, who don't have a natural, which we are, which we call a natural talent, you know. We, 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 we quickly put people in these, no, you don't have talent, you know. Um, I think talent can be viewed rather as something where, where a person is a little bit more outstanding in a specific, uh, well, with anything, you could be a person who's, who's an athlete, you know. Uh, there's a lot of athletes, but there's that one guy, he's like, just has this little bit of an extra, and he seems to be more talented than the rest. You know, so it's, I don't think there's a formula for it as to weighing it, you know, but talent for me would be the person's personal touch and flair. And the, the, the work is more the technique, you know, a technique is not a talent, you know, a technique is that hard work that you put in, you know, if, if there are times when I, I would, I'm not a guitarist, but I can pick up the guitar. And I could learn a certain technique and master it. And other guitarists would look at me and say, wow, that's amazing. But they don't know that I really suck at playing guitar, you know. Uh, but because of their technique, it's not a talent. It's just me putting in the hard hours of learning that technique. So that's hard work. But talent, it's very tough one to say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, 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 and that's interesting how how you phrase that if, if it's like a natural aptitude for you to go that way um that's it yeah. then maybe that's that's kind of what we're talking about but i think if you you know if you're saying um, something's unreachable um well i don't know i think you and i would probably encourage most people to no it's not unreachable go for it yeah no absolutely and yeah. it's it's you know I, I still say that everybody should pick up an instrument everybody you know um, I don't have a talent for it. No, pick it up because that's where that hard work or that technique comes into play and you can definitely do it. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there are talented musicians, you know, who yeah. have that flair. Yes, yeah. yeah. So what advice would you, I mean, you spoke in the beginning a little bit about this, but what advice would you um, give to back who are wanting to, like whatever stage they're at, Maybe they've been they've just picked up an instrument and they're wanting to learn, um, or they've they've been around for many years. Maybe they're they're playing on the circuit. Maybe they're touring. Uh, anything like that. Like what is there like some sort of universal advice that you would give to anyone um, in terms of mastering their craft? I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I sometimes have to eat my own advice, you know, which is uh, pretty basic, you know, um, be brave, you know, um, 
I have turned down a lot of gigs. Um, I, 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 I suppose because I didn't feel good enough, you know. And um, I, I, I think I, I, I lost out on a lot because of being scared um, to do certain things and to think that I could um, be on stage with certain people. And I, I regret it. I, I have regrets. And I, and I would la- rather would tell musicians now who are still young, who are still coming, uh, up, upcoming musicians to, you know, to be brave, take the gig, do it. Um, just, just, just go for it. If it's a, if it's, if it's a different experience, uh, do it. If it's out of reach in terms of your, 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 your abilities, those musicians know when it's really out of your depth and they wouldn't ask you. But if they're asking you, they already believe that you are capable of doing it. It's you who needs to be brave and actually say, yeah, I'm going to take it. Even if you're going to mess up, take it, do it. Because for me, I've always learned from playing with so many musicians. I mean, even being in your band, I've learned so, so much. You know, I've had to learn where to cut back it's a lot. I've had to learn to put in certain things because there's no keyboard player um, when there's just the three, three of us playing, you know. Um, I've had to learn and, and adjust to, uh, um, to, to the different tempos and arrangements in the song, you know, in the different fields. And I would have never learned that had I said no. You know, I would have not known my capabilities back then. And if I'd said no, no I would have not um, been on different stages with, with you and with other musicians, you know. And um, I would, that for me would be the number one thing. Be brave, take the gig. You are good enough if they ask you. Go for it. Is that is that the same advice that you're giving yourself nowadays? Or is that every ch- single day? Every <laughs> single day. I, I, I tell you, I, I you know, I get I I get asked by so many different musicians, you know, um, hey, why don't you come and play? And I look at these guys, and I'm saying, there's no way I can play with these guys. I'm not on their level, you know, and I I mean, I dish out this information, this like be brave stuff. And I'm like, you know, you can, you can do what you got. But for me, it's, it's, it's also the challenge. I've got to go like, okay, so if I do this, I literally have to learn what they've been doing for the last 20 years. I've got to do it in two weeks kind of thing. You know, how do you do that? How do you do that? You know, the truth is they're not expecting you to know everything. Um, but there's still that element of, yeah, I'm going to mess up, you know, and I don't want to mess up. I've, I've been trying to be so good at what I'm doing, you know, as best as I can, you know, and then now this one gig is just going to crush me, you know. Nah, no, just yeah. do it. I, I, I say, just be brave and do it. And, and I have to tell myself that. I have to tell myself that, you know. Um, yeah, because I get asked by a lot of musicians, a lot of really amazing musicians, I mean, guys who are on serious levels. And um, I have to try and keep up with them, you know. And, and, and it, it's really, really tough. But, we, but you, if they believe already that you are capable of it, half the job is done already. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, that is, that is a great note to, I think, end off on. Uh, Berta, I love your um, adventurous spirit and and also all your perspective and your wisdom. So thanks very much for joining us here today. Um, Where can people find you if they are looking for you online? 
You've got a YouTube channel. Yeah. That. I do have a YouTube channel. Yeah. It's called Birds or Bass, I think. Um, or you can find me on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm still old school. No Instagram and all that stuff. So I'm still old school. I need to be more brave, you know. <laughs> well, there we go. Well, so we'll look out for you on Instagram one of these days. One of these days, you know. But Rob, thanks very much. Really appreciate it, buddy. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. And as usual, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share if you enjoyed it. And uh, leave a note in the, in the discussion. And uh, if you need to get in touch, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, all the links are there. And uh, until next time, keep pondering the great deep.